and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we ask that uh, you don't use any flash photography and keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Uh, we are uh, paid podcasters by George Soros, uh, enemy of the right, the left-wing Alex Jones. Uh, we are those muckrakers, and this is episode 62. I'm Pete. And I'm low energy Pat. Yeah, uh, Pat got sick this week, and uh, so you're going to get to hear uh, Pat doing his best uh, Batman voice. I have neither the vocal nor mental abilities to be doing this podcast right now, but the show must go on. I was going to say, kind of like uh, most of our political opponents on the right, hey on that mental capacity thing. Real live wire here. I really wish I had a uh, like some kind of noisemaker whenever we make a bad joke. Right. I mean, normally I provide a uh, a laugh track for a lot of your jokes, but I really <laughs> can't this time. So just... whenever I laugh, I just start choking and coughing, and I quickly try to mute myself so uh, you know I'm not coughing right in everyone's ears. You know, we could tell everybody we're doing it in front of a live studio audience, and then just like edit in laughter later. Yeah, just put in a laugh track. Oh, you know, I bet we could pay uh, our one listener, Wesley, to uh, provide laughs for us. Hey, good news. Good news, sir. I'll have you know that we have up to three to four listeners. That is insane, because I knew that just recently our one and only listener, Wesley, I was about to give his last name too, Wesley (laughs) Dustin Bowen, (laughs) uh, he started having his uh, mother listen in too and that doubles our audience that is 100% growth 100% audience growth with that alone and I had actually begun working on an impression of Miss Dora but I, I can't do it right now I can't do most of my voices but something to look forward to when I'm uh, when I'm better and to make you feel better I got some of our other uh, dear friends uh, to start listening to it and right, I also right. that's the that's the other part of the good news is that we may have more than just Wesley and his immediate family also, listening to us. I and... also spilled the beans to a coworker, and afterward I was like, "Yeah, oh, give it a no. listen." And then in my head, I went, "Oh God, I'm gonna get fired!" Oh <laughs> uh, no, she's really cool. She seems to like it. Uh, let's see how long it takes us <laughs> to offend one of the five people listening to us and get Pete to lose his job. I mean, I already. Wesley hates his full name, so he's already going to be furious at this. He's going to be like, oh, gosh, I'm not going to be listening to your podcast anymore because you gave away all my secrets. Oh, ha. We could hey, I, can still, I can still do Wesley's voice when I'm sick. That's good to know. It's kind of great. That's because Wesley is indeed eternal. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of educators, uh, let's go ahead and get it started with the hot ticket uh, news item today. This comes from our home state of Georgia. In fact, it comes from a place that we briefly visited... Uh, a little town called Dublin, Georgia. Oh, good. In, uh, in Orwellian news tonight. <laughs> well, the history of Dublin, Georgia is such that once, as young strapping lads, we decided we'd take off to the woods to test our mettle uh, against nature. And... Oh, no. Is that the turtle episode? <laughs> what? No, you don't remember what happened outside of Dublin, Georgia? Uh-huh. We, we went out, we went out, no, 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 okay, I see what you're doing. Sorry, we've tested our mettle against nature many times and lost. Uh, this particular <laughs> time, uh, nature really sucker punched us. We're driving to this place called Dublin, well, we're driving past Dublin, but we're right outside oh, this of... this when we're going to Mount Blood? Yeah, so we're going to this place oh. called Mount Blood, and boy, the blood started flowing early when we were in a massive car wreck outside of Dublin, Georgia. 
Pete missed it, but he drove past us because uh, it was like me and three other friends were riding in uh, Pete's car, and Pete was riding with a um, a friend, and the four of us going 70 miles an hour, uh, none of us had our seatbelts on, all slammed straight into the back of a, uh, a log truck that was parked in the middle of the, of the interstate. 70 miles an hour, log truck, straight into the back of it, middle of hurricane weather because the uh, the car just started hydroplaning. Like well, I that's... Could, tell the driver was turning the wheel as hard as he could and stomping the brakes but nothing happened the car just kept going straight forward that's because when you fuck with nature nature fucks back um i like i like they're like we're gonna pit ourselves against the woods and mother nature and mother nature's like how about i wreck your fucking car for you and we're like wait what bam crash (laughs) that was the one where matt got abrasions on his eye oh i can't do the voice peter you have to do it ola ola or you you may remember from a previous episode our friend matt also known as sex luther uh apparently kept his eyes open during a head-on collision and with an airbag and stared down the airbag and the airbag won um wesley (laughs) wesley i'm pretty sure got a concussion because as you later told me he began speaking in a foreign language crawled out of the wreck and wandered across four lanes of traffic I had to run fetch him. No, <laughs> Wesley, we don't walk across traffic. Oh, uh, our other right friend, car. Oh. our other friend who was driving. This is my favorite He's part the of the whole. This is my favorite oh, part man. of the the whole story. It is terrible as it is. Everybody's like just been in this horrible car wreck, and his first thing is to go. I'm blind. Yeah, that was uh, the first thing poor Ozzy did. I'm blind. Oh, I can't do any voices right now. This sucks. <laughs> He wasn't, yeah, just imagine me yelling really loud, I'm blind. He wasn't blind. <laughs> just, no, he's he's not blind, but it would be very funny if he was. <laughs> so See, that was a joke. I don't know if the delivery came across right. Well, the best part was is, like, we swept up the pieces. Uh, the Dublin PD showed up. We used to and, have a, uh, a picture of us all standing yeah. in front of what was left. Of hey, car. if we can find that, maybe we can post that as the uh, picture for today's episode. You think we could find that in time? Maybe. I have it. I know I have it. I don't know if I can scan it, but I know I have it somewhere in a photo album. Uh, right. So the Dublin PD lectures us, and then we get in the back of these police cars, and they're like, you gotta, you got to drive slower in inclement weather. And then they proceed to tear ass across the median, like, at 70, just, Woo! And we're like, hey, I've just been in car wreck, I don't want to die again! Yeah, and by the way, I mean, it was just, uh, oh, I wonder if I should make fun of your car right in front of you. It was kind of a shitty car that just stopped working, right? I mean, yeah, well, force of force of God, nothing you can do about it, folks. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe those Second Amendment people can. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you had given me a gun after that, I would have shot the shit out of that car. <laughs> Come after my friends, will you? Bam, bam. So, so that's our, that's our, uh, our, our acquaintanceship with uh, Dublin, Georgia. And it says, for students in Dublin, GA, armed teachers aren't an anomaly. They're now the expectation. So oh, good. I can't wait until a teacher has a really bad day and we find out how stupid this rule is. Yeah. So All it takes is for one person to have a really bad day. I can almost do a Joker voice right now. So the quote that sticks out for me, so they're allowing certain teachers in Dublin, Georgia, to carry. Uh, and the quote that stuck out to me is they said, uh, <clears throat> and quote, uh, why do you presume that the teacher would be averse to such a bold suggestion? It was an easier sale than you'd think. All right. Southeast Georgia, you don't say. Uh, well, look, not just Southeast. Uh, and I, I've talked to the teachers about this. Listen, if you've ever met teachers and you've been around teachers, selling guns to them in the classroom is probably the easiest take. Because what, what, what's, what's easier, trying to manage 
the minds of young children with strategies, you know, and like and and buying, or just laying cold hard steel on the table and going, say another word. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Say what again? Ask to go to the bathroom again one more time, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly, right? Do, Do they it. speak English and can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> Do they speak English and I go to the bathroom? What language do they speak in the bathroom? What? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, of course it's not hard to be like, hey, do you want a gun? Uh, um, I think there's about a million other things that you could do to keep schools safe, short of giving teachers guns, maybe more security. Like maybe having a um, well-regulated uh, Second Amendment, not um, a free-for-all. Here's an even crazier idea, and I pitched this before, man. Why don't you spend the money digging secret, like, just secret tunnels out of every classroom that go every which away, right? I forgot. Yeah, that was one of our earlier suggestions. I still think gun insurance is a great idea. Treat guns like cars, like the car that got splattered all over the interstate. Just treat that like a a gun. I think smoke um, bombs. I think smoke bombs. Smoke bombs. I'm for smoke bombs in schools. Or at the very least, just give every teacher a flash bang grenade. Um, (laughs) They're non-lethal, and they sure do make things fun when they accidentally go off. Yeah. (laughs) So, to Dublin... uh, we salute you, and uh, go fuck yourself. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, fuck off Dublin. I thought this was going to be the um, other thing that Georgia was doing right now. No, no. Uh, so if you want to keep with Georgia news, yeah. um, so apparently uh, a Georgia bill is going to force reporters to turn over photos, audio, and video if asked uh, by anybody that um, the I guess the story is about it says Georgia House Bill 734, sponsored by Republican State Representative Andy Welch. By the way, if you find out that you're in Andy Welch's district, vote him out of office. Um, it would create a media oversight committee and mandate that media outlets turn over anyone reporters have interviewed the photos, audio, or video footage that had been gathered. Now, when I'm healthier, I could definitely go on a longer explanation of why anonymous sources are vital to uh, journalism. But, look, the idea of whistleblowers being legal and the idea of, you know, a- accountability for reporting the truth be minimal so that the truth can't just be covered up. Like, if you take away people's freedom of speech, you take away their freedom. Once they can't tell people what's going on, then how are we ever supposed to communicate the fascist regime that the apparently the GOP is trying to turn America into? No, the thing about this is, like, it's, uh, I guess so far it says, you know, uh, they have to give over any um, photos, audio, or video footage that has been gathered, but still, you're, you're edging, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I sound way too calm to be doomsaying right now. You're going to have to do all the rage for me. Well, I feel like that's the scarier doomsayer in, like, a thing where people are like, oh, my God, what's happening? And then you just, like, hobble into the room sick and go, I'll tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all going to die under this fascist regime. They'll come in the night, <laughs> and they'll take us one by one. We won't notice at first, but there will be fewer. And, like, that guy is the scary guy, right? I'm the scary guy today. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, like, this is a step in, like, trying to regulate the media and the free press, which is a bad fucking idea. Um, yeah, I guess that whole segment should have been called Georgia. Georgia on my mind. They can take my freedom of speech from my cold, dead hands. Don't you wish people were as adamant about free speech as they were about guns? When someone's well, like, 
hey, you'll have to turn over your media stuff. And they're like, from my cold, dead fingers. We need, um, like, big stencil to um, come out, like the NRA. You know, bit, there's the big ammo-making companies that fund the NRA to make sure that uh, ammo is plentiful and sold a lot. Yeah. But imagine if stationery was like the NRA, like the National Stationery Association, that's just like adamantly for the free press, so that people are always buying pencils and paper to write things down with things that they see and wish yeah. to report. You're in the fucking pocket of big pencil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's fucking... what we're missing, though. Like, there's not as much money in free speech as there is. Like, fucking journalists don't make anything. Yeah. Like, that's that's why whenever I like, I work as a journalist right now, and you know how much money I get paid per word? Not a lot. I don't even get paid for photographs. And photojournalism by itself used to be a profession. Not yeah. anymore. Not in this day and age. Like, you can't get paid just to take pictures anymore. Now that's just something that's tacked on to what someone else is doing. Well, when the bottom falls out and somebody photographs the apocalypse, they'll make a lot of money. Yep. Uh, well, if it makes you feel better, I've got some uh, I've got some lighter news for you. And I actually don't know if this uh, story is true or not, but I'm going to pretend it is because I love it. Because um, it comes to you, it comes to us from the World Daily Report, which I guess is like the Daily World News or whatever. Right. Um, but I love it. I love it. So a uh, couple having sex outdoors in Bigfoot's costumes gets accidentally shot by hunters. You know, I think I heard that story before. Is that a Florida man story? No, this is in Ohio. Oh, really? So oh. these guys... Oh, I know where I heard that story from before. You linked it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so 43-year-old Chris Mumford and 41-year-old Janet Smith were wearing Bigfoot disguises and engaging in loud sex in a wooded area, right? Uh, this guy named right. Jared Burns and his son were patrolling their property with rifles looking for signs of bears that might have awakened early from hibernation when they saw the couple, right? Uh, and right. They, they were quoted as going, Man, it looked like a couple of gorillas mating like crazy. They were standing over six foot tall and kept growling and moaning. They looked like really wild creatures. Uh, and they go, I know there weren't any apes around, but this is Bigfoot territory. We really thought this was our chance to kill one and finally prove they exist. God, you know what I really want to do right now is uh, say something along the lines of, I bet that's how Wesley was conceived. But his mom <laughs> listens to this podcast now, so she might find that weird. Well, here's what's crazy. The two men fired eight shots. They hit Mr. Mumford three times in the shoulder, the leg, and the abdomen. They hit Miss Smith twice in the thigh and the forearm. Uh, fortunately, the couple began screaming and swearing after getting shot, helping the hunters realize their mistake in calling 911. Uh, the couple, the couple is in stable condition and alive, but like, damn, dude. Yeah. It's like Wesley's um, dad's like, is it good if I go east? And Dora's like, no, go west, west, Wesley, Wesley, not that much Wesley. And that's how he got his name. <laughs> but like, can you imagine being out with your lady and like, we're gonna get up to some weird stuff, and then some fucking redneck shoot you? Yeah. Also, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Look, I would be as excited. To, to capture a Bigfoot as the next person, right? Right. I'd have a hard time shooting two Bigfoots <clears throat> fucking. But a majestic creature. Let's put a bullet in it. It seems wrong, doesn't it? It does. Like, if you were out, like, deer hunting and you saw two deer going at it, are you going to shoot them? Come on, man. Give it a sporting chance. At least wait till <laughs> they finish. 
That's all I'm saying. Um, at the bottom it says, despite this unfortunate accident, Jared Burns remains convinced that Sasquatches exist and says he won't hesitate to kill it if he sees a real one. <coughs> this Why? guy... What? It's not a crime to be a Sasquatch. That's... You know what? I'm trademarking that. That's our first t-shirt. That's our first t-shirt uh, <coughs> from this podcast. It's not a crime <laughs> to be a Sasquatch. Hey, hashtag... Tog... God damn it, I can't talk right now. <laughs> hashtag Sasquatch Lives Matter. So let's not... <laughs> Let's not go down that route, because then people think that we're being insincere. No, I'm I'm completely serious here. Sasquatch lives matter. Yeti lives matter. Um, big foot matters. I just don't think you should shoot anything when it's in the act of copulation. Like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Co- copulation lives matter. Also, this dude shouldn't have a gun. He just shot two people in Bigfoot costumes, and then they're like, I guess they're not filing charges, and then he's just like... And I won't hesitate to do it again. Okay, you know what? Give me your gun. Um, You're not allowed yeah. to have one anymore. Yeah, that'd be like if um, someone tried to pass bills that said, um, you know, women shouldn't get uh, beat by men that own guns, and then the uh, the Senate blocked it because it infringed on the, the gun rights of wife abusers. Oh, yeah, like the Senate did. Yeah, that's right. They shot down the Violence Against Women Act that uh, basically said that if you're a, uh, if you're convicted of, um, is it spousal abuse uh, or domestic yeah. violence, you don't get to have a gun? Yeah, if you, if you beat your wife, then uh, you get uh, gun checked. And you know what? GOP's like, no, we got to... We gotta make sure that everyone can buy guns, including the criminals. You know what's crazy about that is people that uh, are in abusive relationships and are generally, generally the way it goes, if you are a domestic abuser, uh, a lot of those people come back to shoot their wives or their partners. Yeah, that's probably why they wanted to. Yeah. Take their guns away. It's like they, they, they <laughs> it's like they, they, they start off with their fists and they work their way up to full-on homicide because that's how that works. Go Senate. Yeah, well, I mean, Jesus Christ. This is why we need to vote certain people out of office and keep them out. Well, uh, speaking of um, people that should be voted out or maybe not into office, more people are coming out talking about Joe Biden. The What's old Joe up to now? Uh, another woman has come out saying he touched her inappropriately. But here's the thing about all these stories, right? They're just fucking weird. It's like weird old man stuff. This uh, this woman this woman says uh, Vale uh, Conhert Yount Yount said she was a White House intern when he was under the th- uh, under President Obama. Um, they ran into each other, I guess, coming out of the West Wing, and uh, he put. He, she says, "quote uh, He then put his hand on the back of my head and pressed his forehead to my forehead while he talked to me." I was so shocked that it was hard to focus on what he was saying. I remember he told me I was a pretty girl. Um, she said she was uncomfortable and embarrassed, and even though it was intended as a compliment, she believed his intentions were good. Uh, she doesn't consider it sexual assault or harassment. It's just weird. Um, I think, and this is this is probably the only time I'd ever say this, I think he's just a weird old man. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe he uh, shouldn't be running anyway, because he is kind of super old, too. Yeah, he's like 78. I'm like, you can't... No, you're too old to run. Sit down. Sit down, Joe. Um, he he made an apology where he says the, boundary, the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset, and I get it. I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. Joe, you're 78. There's not a lot of time to be more mindful. You're running out of time. Yeah, because uh, my nightmare would be that 
Joe is running for president and he just passes away from old age before the actual vote. And yeah. then freaking Trump wins again because his opponent croaked. Well, the problem, the problem is, and the bigger problem that comes after his apology and all this is there was something he was at making a speech, and I guess he went to hug the person, but he made some joke about inappropriate behavior before he hugged the person. Right. And I'm like, Joe, dude, look, you can't make an apology, and then, like, the day after the apology, when you go to hug someone, be like, oh, oh, is it okay? Is it okay? Ah, come here. Like, it just smacks of insincerity. I don't think that any of these really deserve the ink on which they're printed when it comes to Joe Biden. I think it's just weird old man shit, and I think it's just part of the gearing up for the 2020 election to try to eliminate Biden early because they see him as a threat. But at the same time, stop touching people that don't want to be touched. That's all there is to it. Yep, yep. Like, I don't know why that's hard to understand for people. Now, speaking of people that touch people that don't want to be touched, uh, do we want to get into the Trump shenanigans for the week? Or do something more fun first? I say, well, let's do some Dear Abby first. Hell yeah. Everyone's favorite new new segment. Because I've been diving deep into Dear Abby and Ask Ask Amy, and I'm like, oh my god. All right. Have you found a better system for, like finding good articles because i remember you saying that uh it was difficult to sort through them all no i just keep reading and reading till i go he had a dog and his name was bingo that that's insert bingo pun here it's like that's the right story so these uh so these 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 today come from not ask uh not dear abby but ask amy um and the first one is labeled family's social calendar is rocked by troubled child And they write, Dear Amy, We live in a small, close-knit community. Our family hosts large, fun, family-centered community parties each year. A set of neighborhood friends have three children. Two of their kids are amazing, wonderful kids. Their oldest child, age 10, has horrible behavioral problems that are unchecked by his parents. These issues are not neurological. They are strictly behavioral. Though the families in our community dislike this child, they tolerate him in the name of community harmony. At the last party we held, This boy grabbed a girl his age by the neck during a game and screamed, I'm going to kill you! The kids who witnessed this were traumatized. I spoke to the parents about the incident. They weren't traumatized. I spoke to the parents about the incident, and they ran out of the house with the kids! I can't get over what their son did. My husband has said this boy is not allowed in our house ever, even though his siblings are. I agree, but don't know how to handle it without ruining the harmony of the neighborhood. Do I invite the nonviolent children, or specifically not invite the violent boy? Do I exclude his family? I'm afraid no matter how I handle it, it will cost my children the friendships of two well-adjusted kids. One of the siblings even seeks refuge at our house to avoid his brother. So is there a way to still have a party without the boy and preserve the friendship? I am so stressed, I'm about to cancel all the parties this year. Okay, so much to unpack here. Yeah, Yeah, let's unpack it. First of all, fuck the harmony of the community. Disrupt shit if you need to in order to... uh, get to the root of this like find out why he's acting out like this he can't just randomly be deciding to behave like this there has to be a some reason behind it so i'd say if his parents aren't going to do it you need to sit down and talk to the kids since you clearly care about how this kid behaves sit down and ask him it's like why did what made you say that like i'm not judging you but tell me why you said you wanted to kill that person did you just want attention do you feel like other people are better like than you what 
like get to the find out what he wants and then sort of go from there but also absolutely feel free to invite his well-behaved siblings but not him but make it clear to him that when he starts to behave he is invited again anytime anytime he decides to behave he is invited otherwise he cannot come if he's going to act that way yeah no i think that's a uh because part of this is they say it's not neurological how do you know right right that's another thing it's like how the fuck do you know how do you know number one has he been tested number two how do you know that something is not happening to him in his home that is causing his behavior you know you don't know yeah exactly that's why i said talk to him yeah and look this may sound really crappy of me but like depending on how bad the kid is i mean you know maybe at a party see if you can talk to the other kids you know what i mean like maybe have a neighborhood meeting where you all talk about it and come to a conclusion but you need to talk to the kids hell call uh call child protective services maybe they need to pay a visit to this house because you don't know maybe because i've absolutely have heard of cases where um parents will be like super cruel to one kid but loving to the rest right like that's uh it could be a weird neurological fuck up with uh the parents yeah where or like i don't know he could have a a molesty relative or something that targets just him and that could be causing this maybe an uncle touchy but all childhood behavior is caused by something right and yeah i think you're i think you're right and i feel bad because this one didn't come out nearly as funny as i thought it would it came out (laughs) it came out more of as a like oh shit yeah that's serious yeah very sad and serious and and also also um this is just me but that that means that we're gonna have to wait one more week to be a comedy show now, isn't it? We still got to be news this week. I I don't know, man. Like I think that parent a lot of parents are soft these days, and sometimes I worry that parents see what is like I guess maybe what we would consider normal child normal childhood behavior and be like, he's a monster. He must be chased from the village. Like that could be it too. Like what if the kids were just playing and they misinterpreted that as yeah. um, him being violent? It's like no, no, kids, that'll threaten each other i don't know yeah kids. I, I, I don't know how how violent he was about it if he was yeah that's true yeah playing or if he was uh what because i mean like whenever you're playing cops and robbers you yell bang bang you're dead they don't actually want each other dead though yeah i mean I, like, I, so I, I would really need to see it to judge but this lady sounds like she saw it and she judged that as being too rough yeah so I, maybe I, it was too rough i think yeah i think invite him but like sit down and have the explanation that like this is appropriate behavior when you act inappropriately we are going to disinvite you, or we, you are going to not be invited, but, you know, I mean, you're going to have a timeout, whatever, like, start... Uh, like, you can't come the next time, and if you act out after that, then you can't come the next two times, or something. So or I'm set, just... Start setting boundaries for him. Yeah, or I'm just saying, man, get him a shock set. collar, <clears throat> and then any time that you see him acting inappropriate, you just hit the button and just zap him. Uh, it's like, um just set boundaries and expect him to try and push those boundaries to see what happens so you have you can't tell him that there's consequences for his actions and there not be consequences right, right. Or, else yeah, he's, yeah. or else there's no boundaries i always so, say you know i always say what kids really need is they need a little bit of the way uh, if you remember that movie the 300 you give him a sharp <laughs> stick you send him Sparta. out into the snow He's got to, a big wolf. He, yeah, he's got to kill the wolf in the winter cold, or else he's not coming back to any more parties. And that's all there is, Barbara. He needs to go kill a wolf and get this out of his system. Just do it like Roland and send him out to the woods and say, you have to return at 5 o'clock on the dot tomorrow. And if he gets there and it's not 5 o'clock, exactly say, nope, send him out again. Because well, you know he this. He has to keep doing it until you, he develops a perfect internal clock. How else is he going to tell if the turtle is missing? You know this. You know this woman right now. You know that she's totally a barber. This is Dark Tower lore. I'm babbling on about. But she, you know she's. To, you know she's a barber. Interested. 
She's a barber or a Susan, right? Who? What? The lady writing in, like the neighborhood lady. You know she's a barber or a Susan, right? Yes. She's just one of those, just like, Susan, that's all there is to it. He has to get the killing out of his system. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is my favorite. This right here, the one I'm about to read. My piece de resistance. I don't believe that I'll ever find a Dear Abby or an Ask Amy better than this one. It's got everything, Pat. It's got twists. It's got turns. You know, just when you think it's going one way, it goes another. God. Ah, okay. Is this the bingo dog? Uh, yeah, this was the one where I'm like, I had a dog and his name was Bingo. Yeah. All right. You ready? Hell yeah. Uh, what kind of guy do you want this to be? What kind of impression do you want? Um, the, uh, the... What do you call it? The It's Gone Sour guy from uh, Animal from Pet Cemetery. Okay. Uh, let me get that uh, let me get that voice don't, going. Don't know I'm going down that road. Ah, sometimes death's better. Ah. All right. Dear Amy, my problem started when I joined an erotic story site. Ah, I, uh, I enjoy writing erotica, and when I joined, I decided to write as a female, even though I'm a man. My story mm-hmm. is my story has garnered quite a following. I, uh... Oh shit! Stacy Abrams. Stacy Abrams used to write uh, erotica. By the way, I, I found <laughs> well, out about that. Well, I can Apparently tell you they're the, really good too. I can tell you the ending of this is not. Well, dear Amy, my name is Stacy Abrams. <laughs> All right. So my stories uh, uh, gained quite a following, and I uh, I received a lot of racy emails from men and women. I thank them for the comments. However, there was one writer who was very eloquent and passionate. Ah. He and I began to exchange daily emails. It was Wesley. <laughs> he's calling a, it. He's a writer for a newspaper. Uh, oh shit! It was me. And uh, I really enjoyed his writing, and I uh, I enjoyed him reading my stories. I sent him some special ones I had not yet posted, over too taboo to post. As our friendship grew, uh, we we uh, I uh, confided in each other. He shared his secrets, all of them. He wanted pictures, so I found photos of a lovely female and forwarded them to him. Oh, no. You're leading him on at this point. Come on, don't catfish the poor guy. Long story shorter, now he's in love with me and uh, wants to leave his wife. He <sighs> says he says that we are sexually compatible and share a lot of the same interests. I'm going to break right here. He's going to be real surprised. I guarantee it. Uh, he, yeah. does, he does write passionate love letters, which I enjoy getting, and he wants to meet. I have a hard time saying no. I don't want to hurt his feelings, but obviously we can't meet in person. I'm thinking of, quote, dying in a car wreck. Yeah, because you lied to him. I'm thinking of, quote, dying in a car wreck in this situation. Any ideas? Ah, uh, just tell him that you catfished him and that you're a guy. Um. I know I, that's, like, super fucking blunt, but I'm all, I've am i seen these types of stories before, and that's always my answer is just be as blunt as possible. Be like, dude, or tell him that you're just into women. And if he thinks you're, you know, instead of uh, a guy, if he thinks you're a woman, that it's into women, that's fine, too, whatever. But just, just tell him something. Tell him that you're not interested in him. I'm thinking... Number one. Oh no! But he's probably written him back and said that he was interested in him, and then flirted. God damn it! Yeah, because they're yeah, already so to the yeah work. they're already to the meet in person part. Yeah, they're they're fuck. already to that. Yeah, I'm like number one. Yeah, then just the blunt and honest truth. No, no, fuck it. Um, <laughs> fake your death. Fake your death. I changed my mind. I'm gonna go even further than that, but I have a few things, a few places he could have reeled back on this. Number fake one, his death, and tell him that you see dead people. 
<laughs> You're dead this whole time. Um, number one, don't be a psychopath. This is horrible. You are ruining. Yeah. You are ruining this man's life, right? Yes, absolutely. You are. <laughs> this is super, <coughs> super fucked up. What he's doing. You are a shitty person and a garbage human being for doing this to somebody. And the way you write sounds like it's not so bad. You're like, oh, I enjoyed his letters. He's not writing letters to you. He's writing letters to whoever's fucking photo you stole off the internet. Yeah. Um, and I feel so bad. The guy's like, we're sexually compatible. And I'm like, mm, maybe not as compatible as you would think. Yeah. So um, I have a few more thoughts. I was thinking about it. You know, they say that uh, beauty is only skin deep. So, you know, maybe I think, he fell in love with the writer instead of the photographer. I think beauty is only I think beauty is only penis long. <laughs> and that's maybe more penis than this that. guy wanted, it seems like. Uh, we don't know. I mean, just be like, you know what? I catfished you, but fuck it. Uh, I have a wiener. Do you still want to bone down? I got and a, see where it goes. Ha, see where I've, it goes. Maybe you'll be happy this way. I've got a better idea. i got two suggestions for the guy writing this. Either A, you should really go die in a car wreck because you're an asshole. <laughs> Barring uh-huh. that, I think you owe it to this man to go get your wiener cut off, get sexual reassignment surgery, and live the rest of your life as close to the approximation of the woman that you pretended to be. That could actually work. Just, you know, use that uh, erotica money to um, uh, plastic surgery yourself into the perfect woman for him. Now, as saying this, listen, I'm not attacking trans people. I'm not attacking people's sexuality. I just think this guy needs to pay penance for ruining this other person's life, and I think you can start by cutting off your own penis. Yeah, and I mean, he can still identify as a male after he turns himself into a woman. He's just sort of carrying the lie to the extreme conclusion. He can still identify as male, but he has to be the woman that this guy fell in love with. It's the only, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, at the very least, a Mrs. Doubtfire scenario. <laughs> oh, I have such a good Doubtfire impression, but I can't do it. Right <laughs> <now>. Hello! <laughs> that's, yes, that's, that's... That's actually the entire impression. But in real, it, but in real life, tell him the truth and stop being a fucking shitlord. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn. Like, yeah. Like. Ah. Uh, poor dude. Um. Damn. Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I used to watch the show Catfish because I really liked it. Um. That's a show. Yeah, yeah. It's a show. It's all about people. I, I just knew the expression. No, it's it, it was based on a a guy who was catfished and he started a whole show where people write him in and they're like. I've been talking to somebody online, and I, I, I feel like I might be getting catfished. And the guy calls both parties and sets up a meeting and uncovers whether they're the actual person or not. Well, he should. He's so, like a private detective, then. Kinda, it's a really good show. The, the craziest episode to me that blew my fucking mind uh, was the episode where she met the guy, and the guy was exactly who he said he was, gave her the right pictures, didn't lie about anything. I went, oh my god, it's really the guy! Wow. Yeah. I mean, was he hot? So it was unexpected that it was him? Yeah, because you just get so used to, like, boy, I can't wait to see what garbage monster walks out of that front door. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And it turned out it was the garbage monster we thought it was all along. <laughs> I'm exactly who I said I was, Batman. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, he'd been saying that he's Batman, and I don't really think that he's Batman because Batman's not real. <laughs> But uh, I would like to be on Catfish to find out for sure. I am the knight. Um, so, yeah. that <laughs> I feel like I, I might have overreached the comedy on the Dear Abbeys and gone straight into like, well, that's just sad. 
Uh, fuck it. I think that that's our forte. <laughs> a forte. We try, we try to be funny, but everyone just finds us sad. You know, like an old gunslinger, my game is sadness, and my uh, my tools are dear Abbeys from people I'll never meet. You, you don't joke with your uh, with, with your words. People that joke with their words have forgotten the face of their father. You joke with we... your mind. <laughs> joke with your mind. Oh, I want to do an Alex Jones impression so bad and talk about like those mind flake things that he tries <laughs> to sell to people. We're being catfished by gay frogs! <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't that be great if Alex Jones did get catfished by a gay frog? Oh, that's why he's so mad about him. Right? Because that's one time he thought he was talking to an attractive woman and turns out it's a frog. A gay frog. Yeah, yeah. Wow, talking... Uh, speaking of gay frogs, my nose really does not want to stop bleeding. Oh, man, you messed up that joke. I thought you were going to say, man, my nose really doesn't want to stop running. And then I was going to be like, hey, you better go catch it. Hey-oh! <laughs> uh, I'll try again. Well, meanwhile, and, uh... while Pat's over there dying of a nosebleed, um, and I guess this falls under my hold my pocket news. Speaking of dying. Remember I started a segment a while back about people going to prison, and I called it, hold my pocket! Because that's what you're going to I... do in prison. Yeah, we had an episode named that. Yeah, well, I've got more Hold My Pocket news. Ah, what's uh, this week's Hold My Pocket? Well, this should be somebody that's hopefully going to prison for a long time. Um, Please be Trump. Please be Trump. No, um, it's a woman named Tuba Gondal. (laughs) That's her real name. I'm not kidding. Tuba Tuba Gondal. Tuba Gondal. Uh, Tuba Gondal. Um, She was known as the ISIS matchmaker. Okay, uh, she's okay. a notorious female ISIS recruiter and propagandist. She, she, she hooked up uh, trombone and trumpet? <laughs> she's alive in a camp in Syria and would like to return to Britain with her two young children. I remember the story. No, 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 so this is, no, so this is this what's is crazy about one? it, right? Yeah, so, all right, so here's the difference, and I'm going to get to that, right? Uh, right? She's a 25-year-old uh, East Londoner who joined ISIS in 2015. Uh, she, she left the U.K., uh, she went uh, overseas, joined ISIS, right? right. Um, she, uh, what do you call it? She couldn't wait to get over there and taunt British authorities about her defection. She has tweets like, hey, UK security, how do you feel that your citizen left your filthy country while listening to Salil S. Sarim Sarim on the plane? Pathetic. Uh, apparently this is a jihad a cappella hymn popular among ISIS supporters. Uh, for those of you who, uh, have better pronunciation than me. I'm sure I killed it, slaughtered it. Um, but she got over there. She married an ISIS fighter in Lebanon. She was a... Uh, I mean, at least she don't pronounce origins, uh, oranges. Oranges, like our president. Uh, she she was part of the ISIS recruitment. Um, she she just basically was like... She went over there to, to, be, part of, uh, to be part of ISIS and join ISIS and recruited other people. Um, she... Uh, you know, well, if like, that's her choice, then she doesn't get to return with or without her kids. Yeah. Uh, she keeps getting banned from Twitter and coming back. She has said like things... Like Alex Jones. <laughs> I would love for Alex Jones to be an ISIS bride. That's just what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Me too. When, when ISIS started launching terror attacks in Europe... He, uh, he, she is not, he is not pretty, but I love him. She cheered on the killers within hours of the 2015 Paris attacks... She mm-hmm. went to Twitter and said, Wish I could have seen the hostages being slaughtered last night with my own eyes. Would have been just beautiful uh, and burn Paris burn. And another, okay. another tweet, she said, quote, LOL, how scared, are, how scared are these Kafar? 
Um, so she's like posing. Maybe with a, she went a bit too kafar with that one. She's posing with AK forty sevens. She's she's putting photos up of her over there uh, with captions like "Living the life of real freedom." Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess now that like ISIS is kind of falling apart, uh, she uh, she and she said she wants to be a martyr. There's a tweet where she says. Uh, and this is a really great, like, just Batman quote, like, I came here to die, and I will not leave until I get what I came for. Um, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Another good reason not to join ISIS is because their end goal is to just die, and there's easier ways to do that than to go into the desert and um, eat Snickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so That's a true story. They uh, they drink Red Bull and eat Snickers over there. I mean, that's we, uh, we cut off their supply chain of those things just to uh, fuck with them a I while mean, back. That's what I used to do in high school, and I never wanted to kill anybody. Wow, well, wow. Well. Um, she says, uh, okay, so she's she's in a so she's in a um, she's in a uh, uh, I guess a refugee camp. So here's the thing. So you're thinking of there were two other women. Um, who went over, not as recruiters, but as ISIS brides. It went badly. They wanted to come back. Uh, the one right. woman, um, and I can't remember her name. It was somewhere in the article that we talked about previously. Uh, I felt bad for her, and I'm like, yeah, one was British, one was American. And they were like, this was a bad idea. Please let us come back. Um, her baby died in the, in the um, refugee camp, which was sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it sucks. Like, you made a bad decision, and it's just like... Whether you have to suffer for that or not, I don't think your kid should, you know? Right. But this woman specifically... Oh, here's the... So the woman who went over... The woman from the UK was named uh, Shamima uh, Begum or Begum, right? So this was the woman who basically went over to be a bride. Uh, Tuba wasn't even a teenager. She was 22 and in college. I... Yeah? So she, was she, 20, she was 22? Yeah. So, gotcha. man, you're 22, you're in college, man, and you decide that you're like... I want to go join ISIS. ISIS is great. Well, maybe you get to stay with ISIS. Maybe your your kids can come back, but you can't. You know. I mean, this is the first time I feel like, man. I think me and Republicans are going to agree that she should just stay there forever. Yeah, yeah. But of course, I mean, since the Republicans like to be on the wrong side of every issue, I'm sure they're going to be like, no, she should come back and be allowed to buy guns. Well, the best part is she says there's a quote where she goes, um, "I know the British public." They're scared and they don't want to deal with us, but they must deal with us. We can't stay in this camp for the rest of our lives. They have to deal with us. We're not a threat to their society. We just want a normal life again. Well, um, that's where you're wrong. You we can... can't believe her. I mean, she could easily be not even a sleeper agent, like a um, just a spy that's coming to recruit from within. I think they should say, you can come back to the UK, but you have to spend the rest of your life in prison. Um, that seems like a fair compromise. All right, you want to come back? All right, you can come back straight to prison. Um, but they're wrong. You can stay in a refugee camp the rest of your life. In fact, there are plenty of places around the world where innocent people who are the victims of civil war that they did not want uh, or, you know, disasters, regime changes, will basically spend the rest of their life in a refugee camp because they have nowhere to go. Yeah, like, so, Like Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> where they're going to send us as soon as they hear these podcasts. Well, that's. I'm going to go ahead and soften our landing in Guantanamo by saying, look, there are bad people in Guantanamo, Guantanamo that probably deserve to be there. That being said, there are other people that absolutely do not deserve to be there. But what everybody in Guantanamo deserves uh, is a fucking trial and a sentence. I mean, if you just went out and arrested 50 people at random, you could easily make the argument that there's probably at least one person in there that deserves it. Right. And would have been a danger to others if you ever let them out. 
And also, uh, as years pass on, you could be like, well, even the innocent people would feel resentful at this point, so we can't let them out either. So we can't give any of them trials. And it's like, motherfucker, you just arrested 50 people at random. They probably deserve to be angry at and this that's, point. And that's my point. Everybody deserves a fucking trial and a sentence. If we can, if we can try the Nazis, we can try people we're holding in indefinite detention. But, uh, yeah, this woman should come back and go straight to a court and be tried. Uh, if they let her come back at all. But Britain has a statute that says they can remove your British citizenship if they think you're a threat to national security. Maybe oh. you should have maybe, yeah, maybe read that. If that's the law, then that's the law. Um, but yeah, that whole, you, they have to deal with us. No, they don't. They sure as fuck don't. Because I'll tell you this. Look, here's my feeling on immigration. There are a lot right. of people trying to immigrate right now. And there are a lot of people that haven't left a college education uh, in a safe place to go be a shithead, and then gone, I don't like this, I want to come back. Those people should get, get in line behind them. Hi. Yeah. The ER. So that's, yeah, that's my whole, like, wow, what an asshole. This, this, this when this whole world starts getting me down, something, something, something up on the roof. Uh, I do like that when you're tired, your brain starts just misfiring synapses. <laughs> And I'm like, Pat, what do you think about that uh, news? And you're like, well, uh, when this old world starts getting me down. Well, that's the sound of the men working <laughs> on the chain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's the yeah, sound that's... of the men working on the chain game. I feel like, are we are we losing you? What? Yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> What's happening? I'm like, should we wrap it? Are we losing him? Is he gone? Oh, fuck. <laughs> God, we still got so many more minutes to do, don't we? I love... Oh, this is going to be I see, I see Grandma and, and a light, and there's there's my old dog. He's dead, but I can see him. He's telling me to come to him. He's telling me to come towards the light. Check us? Is that you, Check us? <laughs> oh, Check us. I missed you so much. Um, Where have you so, been? So I don't have, a, I don't have a news article put up because I just... I, I had to stop. I had to stop reading stuff this week. I read something by somebody that said, when it comes to content, you have to be careful what you consume and what you're putting inside your mind, right? Right. And I realized I was watching a mix of just like Trump news and fight videos on Facebook, and I'm like, all right, I got to deescalate this. I'm getting way too angry. Yeah, it goes. Um, Trump's been doing a lot of bad shit this week, but at the same time, a lot of bad shit's been happening to him, as in a lot of good shit's been happening for the world, because the House is finally starting to hammer him on multiple fronts. For one thing, they are finally going after his uh, tax returns. The House Ways and Means Committee Chairman uh, Richard Neal formally asked the IRS for Trump's tax returns this week. He has requested them, and now Trump's lawyers has demanded the IRS do not um, release his tax returns, so this fight's going to begin. Well, why would you listen to the lawyers? I mean, doesn't the... Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> that, find out if they do. Yeah, well, doesn't, doesn't the, House, uh, the House subpoena supersede uh, your fucking lawyer? You know, I'm not sure, but at the same time, uh, Capital One gave up years and years of history from Trump, and Michael Cohen just recently found a hard drive with millions of files in it that he said, you know, contained so much information about Trump, pictures and recordings and whatever, and so he's handed that over into evidence, too. Great. Okay, so that's working. Uh, meanwhile, so the president... Lots of stuff's going on. Meanwhile, while that's happening, the president forgot that his dad's not from Germany, uh, and also, he kept saying the word orange instead of what? What was the word he confused with orange? Origin. 
because he wants to have the origins of the Mueller report investigated. What he's trying to say is he wants to investigate the people that investigated him. He's trying to get revenge and get the ball on that rolling. Yeah. But instead, he was just like, and so what we need to do is investigate the oranges. Look at the oranges and see what about the oranges of the report, okay? He said oranges over and over again. He is never able to say the right word once. He also right? attacked windmills today, which is a real great Don Quixote, like, just tilting at windmills. Like, <coughs> how... We're we're entering a weird era of just sort of like kind of dumb but poetic level corruption, which is weird. Trump said two different things this week. Oh, he said a lot of things that were lies. He actually finally hit over 9,000 unique lies since his presidency began, but that's beside the point. Um, he said two particular lies this week. One was so fucking bizarre, and the other one was da- like legitimately dangerous, I think. But I want to start with the bizarre one, and that's that Trump said that windmills cause cancer. He said windmills cause cancer. To be Why fair, he said. To be fair, he said the sound of windmills causes cancer. It's the sound. How does that work, folks? You tell me. You tell me. It's like what the fuck. Another thing he said though was that um, how abortions work is that the woman has a healthy baby and um, the doctor lets the parents hold it and talk to it, and then the doctor takes it from the parents and executes it. Uh, yeah, that's called murder, and that doesn't happen legally in any hospital. But right, people... but there are some people out there that trust the... I know it's stupid, too, but some people trust the president, and if they hear this from the president, what's the next logical step that you do whenever you're someone who's deeply paranoid, you stockpile guns... You go to a uh, hospital... The president tells you that hospitals are murdering or executing live babies. What do you do? Yeah, you go, blow, you, you go blow up a pan... You go shoot up a Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and then whenever they do that, the media will be like, no, we can't blame anyone in particular. It's like, but fucking this asshole. It's just like with the MAGA bomber who specifically targeted everyone that Trump had called enemies, from CNN to George Soros to Obama to the Clintons. The MAGA bomber is a terrorist a bomber created by this current president, and the president gets to just walk away scot-free because he is above the law. Well, maybe, but not, you know, I, part of my soul-searching this week was me going, all right, so if he does win the 2020 election, like, what does that look like? You know what I mean? Like, what is that, what is that like? Is it just another four years of this idiot? Does the economy fall apart in the middle? I think that if he wins in 2020, which we have to admit is a possibility, um, I think that in the middle of that presidency, I think that we're going to hit a recession slash depression. The bottom's going to fall out of the economy. And just like I told you, the way people were pissed at Hoover, yeah, he's got his diehard followers. But when everybody is broke, hungry, the lights aren't on anymore, and people are just out in the streets homeless, uh, one way or the other, like, he's fucking done. You can't keep doing this forever. I'm pretty sure that there's at least a huge portion of his followers that'll keep believing in him even after they're turned out into the streets, just like that one Georgia peanut farmer that lost everything because of Trump's tariffs. Oh, speaking of, more and more farmers are losing everything because of Trump's tariffs. There were a slew of um, soy farmers that just lost millions of tons of crops, and uh, they lost it because of his tariffs. So he is destroying farmers. He is destroying the backbone of America, the middle right. class, the fi- flyover country, the forgotten and man and woman. And that's the ho- that's all the people that they said he represented. And I was like, he doesn't represent them. He just says that. Why are you believing him just because he says that? That's and that's the thing. I talked about it yet last time on that uh, about that podcast I've been listening to. Is it wouldn't take much to cripple to cripple us agriculturally. 
and that's where he's hitting his hardest. Now he was talking about closing the Mexican border, but now he's just talking about slapping a huge tariff on automobiles, and I'm like... In like a year or something. But either way, ah, and like... That's another lie he did, uh, is he said that um, people come by his office to negotiate, and he's like, and you know, folks, I threaten them with the automobile ta- or taxes, right? So they come in, and they're like, Mr. President, we can't give you what you want. And I take out this little toy car, and I put it on my desk, and they're like, oh, actually, whatever you want, sir. So he's a terrorist. That's, yeah, basically what he's doing. They come by, they ask uh, me to do I, I don't, I don't believe that story at all, but that's... Oh, yeah. uh, but that's how he described it. And I take out pictures of their children going to school, and I take out a gun, and I put it on the desk, and then they tell me, oh, wow, okay, whatever you want, please don't hurt my children. Yep. Because that's basically what that is. Um, yeah, man, like, I, I, I wonder, so, it's, it's, I feel like it's half and half. It's like, are we going to be able to right the ship uh, and get rid of him? Or is he going to be swept out with the rest of the refuse when, like, it's fucking anarchy in the streets because the entire economy has collapsed because he's such a moron? Ah, uh, probably the latter. Fuck it. Because, you know, like, I was talking to somebody earlier, I'm like, you know, we shouldn't live in a world where Jeff Bezos and the Waltons have that much money and there are other people who are like, well, Jimmy, I reckon you're going to have to eat your shoes again. But I ate them last week. Well, you're going to have to eat somebody's shoes. Not the Potter kid. He smells funny. I can't eat his shoes. He grabbed me by the throat the other day and said I'd kill you. <laughs> oh, God. It's because you were trying to eat his shoes. That's yeah. the other side of the story we were missing. Um, oh, my God. What if he's good signing him? What if the kid that yelled, I'll kill you, like that kid was saying, I'm going to kill your mother, but no one heard that because he whispered it, and then he screamed, I'll kill you. He's good signing him. If you've never, if you've never seen the amazing 90s Macaulay Culkin movie, Hot on the successes of um, uh, Home Alone. Alone. There's this great movie about a little kid who's a psycho, and who was the only <coughs> kid? Elijah Wood. And so, like, uh, yeah, man. Like oh, Maca- shit, it was. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin's right, like I remember this, Macaulay Culkin. He's like this murderous little kid, and, like, Elijah Wood's the only one that knows he's a psycho, and everyone's like, Elijah, what's your problem? And he's like, he just told me that he's going to kill my mother. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that would be fun. I always remember him pushing like the mannequin into traffic and thinking that'd be funny. I should do that. Because you were <laughs> you were Macaulay <laughs> you were Macaulay Culkin and Bad Son when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of pushing mannequins into traffic, and that's a segue to this. Uh, so um, <laughs> Trump is really fucking up the uh, Republican Party by trying to go after health care, which is why the, yeah. yeah why the Republican Party lost so hard uh the house in 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 the midterms um, their whole um we're gonna repeal and replace obamacare was just that that was just a talking point they never had a serious plan for right. that that was always and that's, so, just a way to attack so trump gym. keeps so trump keeps going uh yeah after the Which 2020 be safe to do because uh, obama would never actually let them do it so they yeah. would never have to suffer the consequences of their actions and they'd never have to actually have any exactly. or ideas but trump said we're gonna do health care after the 2020 election okay and all the Republicans were like, "Shut up! We don't have <laughs> no, fuck you! What are you doing?" So like they had a they had an interview and it was the most Game of Thrones shit I've ever heard McConnell do. When they were like, "Hey, uh, 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 Mr. McConnell, um, so are you are you in the Trump? Are you in Trump now? Are you guys splitting on this healthcare thing? Are you guys aligned? What's going on?" And uh, McConnell goes, "You know, like, are are you and the president on the same page now?" And McConnell just said something to the effect of like, "We weren't." But now we are. 
And I went, oh, my God. Did, like, Trump walk into the Oval Office and McConnell's just at his desk? And he's like, hey, are you going to do health care? And McConnell just, like, takes out a toy car and puts it on the desk. And Trump's like, oh, okay. Oh, I remember. Okay, so I'll do whatever you want. I don't think so, Navy. I'll tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till you're sleeping. And then I'm going to gut you. But I'm not going to do it fast. Because I want you to see it. And I'm going to bring Eric and the other one in too. So they can see it. Unless you shut up about health care. I'll tell you what I'll do if you don't shut up about health care. I'll wait till it's a sunny day out. And you're out of your pond looking for a leaf to nibble on. And I'll walk up to you real slow like. And I'll roll you over onto the back of your shell. And leave you to kick your little legs in the air as the hot, hot sun beams down on you. <laughs> then I'm not a turtle, I can get up off my back. No, you can't. Oh, right, I can't. Disaster. <laughs> I'm a giant baby. Sad. <laughs> Make babies great again. Yeah, fucking like, dude, I don't know what McConnell, what. God, I just want to know what happens behind closed doors in this fucking circus. Uh, and if you don't know, we believe that Mitch McConnell is an evil turtle because he moves real slow. But we do believe he's an evil genius, that he plays moron public... Plays a moron... God damn it. Plays a moron publicly, but uh, privately he actually is, like, the mastermind of the GOP. I'll just he is be... able. <laughs> He's able to keep them completely gridlocked so that they never actually get anything done, except for, you know, toss money to their wealthy benefactors. Um, I think he's the richest they, man in the Senate right now, too. And they can't they can't actually do spend any money to help people, because any extra dollars that come their way is a few extra dollars that they can put into the pockets of the ultra-wealthy, who pay for their re-election campaigns. Well, like we say, eat the poor, because fuck them, right? Yeah, fuck them. Eat the poor, eat the poor. Mm, the tasty, tasty poor. And, I mean, they're not even that chewy because they've already eaten their own shoes. So, you know, you can get straight into that foot meat. I do enjoy that really great Simpsons meme with the two. What are the two aliens named? You know this, right? Uh, um, yeah, Kang and Kodos. Yeah, there was one where it's like, uh, he's just like, I do not understand. If the middle class is bigger than the upper class, why do they not simply eat the upper class? <laughs> I eat, eat the rich has been a, a meme I've been trying to spread, but nobody's eaten the rich yet. I guess it comes down to if you were in the last Batman movie, uh, and like you know Gotham was putting rich people on trial and all that. Uh, where would you be? What would you be doing? Um, probably asking the uh, the Scarecrow for another hit of his good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's running in terror and all this, and you're like, uh, hey, um, uh, you know, Scarecrow, look, can you give me another spritz? <laughs> She's hit me right here in the nose, buddy, because that is a wild ride. I see things, man. <laughs> Crazy things. You would, you would be in fucking Arkham. You would be one of the psychopaths that got out of <laughs> Arkham Asylum. I, oh, I can do a, such a good Joker laugh, but I can't right now. Soon, <laughs> All right. soon. Here's the Just, We need to. We need um, a, a brave audience member to like start writing down all these impressions that I say that I can do when I'm better, and like provide us with the list, and then I'll just go down the list and do them all. Here's the million dollar question: Who would I be when uh, Gotham is all like insane and crazy? 
Oh, do I have to answer this one too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for you to answer. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I see you as being the Batman, but like a less successful one. Like like, like, would... like, like Robin? Just like, oh, I got killed! Uh, kind of, but a less successful Robin. Because, like, he's acrobatic. I see, like, you, like, your parents don't die in the uh, circus so much as, like, you trip and knock the tent over so they go out of business. So, wait, wait, wait. And then you have to be adopted by Batman. So, I'd be, I'd, I feel like you're describing Killer Croc. <laughs> ah, you know what? Yes. It's like when everyone else is like, and then that's how I almost got the Batman. Peter would be like, yeah, and then I threw a rock at him. Because <laughs> <laughs> Killer Croc's always fucking up. He's just like, oh, I'm super strong, but not real smart or well planned. It, what? It was a big rock. <laughs> it was a big rock I tried to crush the Batman with. <laughs> yep, I'm just running around the sewers with no shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. Get him, Killer Pete. Well, that about does it for uh, this episode of uh, Those Muckrakers. Uh, again, if you like us, please give us a rating. Subscribe. Um, tell your friends. Tell your parents. Uh, hide your kids. Hide your wife. Because uh, they're, they're muckraking everybody up in here. You don't have to come and confess. We're looking for you. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, Pat, hit him with the socials. The fucking... Oh, right. Uh, we are Those Muckrakers at gmail.com if you wish to email us um, we are at those muckrakers on twitter um, you can find us on youtube at youtube.com slash thriftington post all one word I know that's the one thing that's inconsistent with all the rest of our branding but you can find us all over the place just uh, just google those muckrakers and let us know what you find because I actually have not tried to do that yet I don't know for the number one result I have and we're on the front we're on the first page if you Fuck look, yeah. if you look up the right stuff so uh... oh and give us a, uh, a ratings on uh, on iTunes, you can give us one to five stars. I don't care, but if you leave a uh, a review, we'll give you a shout out. Just tell us we're awful and give it one star, and we'll be like, hell yeah, this person is awesome for giving us the time of day. Or you know, give us five stars. We, we um no pressure. You know, I got a new plan for this. Every time I see somebody now on the street that's like, excuse me, you got a dollar? I'd be like, I do. If you log in to see us on Stitcher and give us a rating. I don't know how to check Stitcher, so... I don't I know think, how to check iTunes, though. I don't think most of the homeless have phones, so it's going to be tough. I mean, they can, like, borrow someone's phone, whether they know it or not, and then, like, just put muckrakers in their log. Then the people get their phones back and be like, oh, what, what were they listening to? So this is what homeless people listen to. Something we, about Sasquatch is fucking... We are the voice of the homeless, and as always, remember, when the revolution comes, we will not be spared. But that's why you, but like the neti pot stuff, one knows. They even have like neti pot syringes. But either way, 